Hello, hello, gorgeous NFA, no fucking around money mamas. It's almost 2023. And this morning, as I was reflecting and meditating and journaling, doing my morning routine, I was thinking of all of you and writing down lessons that I've learned in the last four years of building my business. 2023 will be my fifth year of business. And every year I've made six figures or more. And I've lived by my mantra of work less, make more, have fun. And so today I want to give you 13 things I've learned in the last four years of running a profitable business so that you can learn from my mistakes, learn from my growth curve, learn from my insights. And, you know, I always want to remind you, you don't have to listen to a word I say. <laughs> you don't have to believe it. You don't have to follow it. I'm just sharing what I've learned on my path that has helped me to create a business where I feel alive and inspired and I love it more and more every year and it makes more and more money because I have a higher ROI because I work less and either make the same amount or make more and when you work less and make more that means that you have more profitability and profitability to me just means that you have a successful business that's flowing and growing and scaling and whatever your timeline is to create whatever number feels meaningful to you as a version of success Success, that's what we're growing toward. And so these tips that I give you here are all about that, helping you scale your business in your zone of manifestation, feel good about it and create freedom from your business, from your heart, from your soul, from you manifesting money out of thin air because you're a business owner. I, I think that's one of the coolest things about being an entrepreneur is that you just create money out of thin air out of ideas that are in your head that you take action on and you manifest money because you make impact in the world. That is awesome. So I want to remind you today, This I'm drinking tea as I do this episode out of my favorite mug. If you're on YouTube, you can see it. Um, if you're not, that's okay. You can just hear me say it. It says, you are doing a fucking great job. <laughs> you are doing a fucking great job. And this makes my eyes fill with tears thinking about you sitting wherever you are right now, listening to this or watching this and having that inspiration to be successful and profitable and enjoy what you do in your life and in your business. And I am so appreciative that I get to be a part of your journey. I know that there are a ton of podcasts out there that you could be listening to and you choose to listen to the Woman Entrepreneur podcast and you choose to let me be a part of your journey, a part of your money-making journey, which is wow, powerful because money brings up so much. It brings up every emotion under the sun, like fear and jealousy and greed and happiness and joy and elation and fulfillment. I mean, we could literally list every single emotion that money brings up. And I don't think there's one that it doesn't. And sure, some people are born in different families and have different starting points. And so maybe they have less on that fear end. And some of us, like me, when I started my business, I was on food stamps. I lived in fear. My whole life was awash in fear a lot of the time. And so this transformational money journey for me and becoming known as the money healer by helping people heal their relationship to money has been such... Uh, a beautiful quest. <laughs> I I wish you were sitting in my office with me so I could just hug you and we could cry together 
all of the things that we feel about the business building journey and what it brings up. So today is going to be a lot of inspiration. It's also going to be like very practical tips and strategies. So I want you to, you know, get a pen and paper out if you can write down some notes. Um, also, real quick, I want to thank all of you who ordered a book. So I'm holding it up on, on YouTube. It's uh, called I'm a Money Magnet, the top 30 money making Afro mantras to manifest more. It went international bestseller. Thanks to all of my awesome people. I love you all so much. So international bestseller. If you want to purchase it and haven't yet, go to I am a money magnet book.com. I am a money magnet book.com. It is really powerful and it'll help you be able to get aligned to manifest easier money. So I just wanted to give a shout out and say thank you to all of my fans, all my supporters, all of you out there who trust me to help you on your money making journey. So thank you so much for that. Let's get started. All right. Let's see. I got to change a few things around here on YouTube so you can see everything well. Um, all right. So and if you are listening and you ever want to watch this on YouTube, just go to my NFA money channel. So NFA stands for no fucking around NFA money. It's on YouTube and you'll see the exact version of this episode in written form. Um, I have little banners that go across the screen if you want to see it written down um, today. This is a biz breakdown session. So if you've noticed the rhythm of the Women Entrepreneur podcast on Tuesdays that we release or really it's at midnight, really late in the night so that people commuting uh, can listen to it early in the morning, but, but we release an episode every Tuesday and Thursday. And Thursdays are biz breakdown sessions and Tuesdays are solo casts. Sometimes I do biz breakdown sessions solo cast like today because it's the end of the year and I really want to have some reflective awareness time and help give you very powerful tips to scale your business. So in this biz breakdown session, it's very focused on business from an inspirational standpoint, of course, and practical manifestation strategies. So Let's start. I've got 13 things I've learned in the last four years of running a profitable business. And so let's start with number one. We are going to talk about number one. <laughs> and you, you won't be disappointed and you would probably know to expect it if you've been following me for a while. Number one is do daily mindset work do daily mindset work. Now, when I started my business, I was scared. I didn't know what I was doing. I had I, I lived in zone number one, manic imposter zone, where I felt a lot of imposter syndrome fears, yet I was highly elated and I couldn't sleep. And I was so excited about building my business. And I don't know what stage you're at, but if you're there, you must do daily mindset work. If you're at six figures, you must do daily mindset work. If you're at seven figures, you must do daily mindset work. The greatest masters of all time practice daily personal growth and development. And when I say daily mindset work, it just means you're focusing on bettering yourself. You're focusing on improving your inner world, your state of being. I really like to think about mindset as all of the things that encompass your inner state of being, right? That's going to be your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs. And that's what causes you to make aligned decisions and take inspired action and then manifest easily. So when you do daily mindset work, you're getting aligned in your state of being to create easier manifesting. And the reason that's important is because we want to have flow and freedom and fun as we build our business instead of be stuck in fear. Remember, my acronym for fear is the future expectation of awful results the future expectation of awful results. So fear is just a future-based projection of you making up stories about bad things that are going to happen because you are scared. 
That means you must master yourself. You've got to start to rein that in, transform your fears into faith. And I look at flow as the acronym I made up for this, which I think really aligns well is the faithfully looking for opportunities to win. So flow is faithfully looking for opportunities to win. And you can see how this is counter to fear. Fear keeps you stuck. It keeps you immobilized. It keeps you procrastinating. It keeps you resisting, which causes manifestation time to take a lot longer. When you're in flow, you manifest more quickly. And the way you get into flow is do, by doing daily mindset work. So this could be listening to podcast episodes every day. I have almost, I think I have, I don't remember, combined with uh, the Women Entrepreneur podcast and all my other episodes, somewhere close to 300. You could binge listen to this podcast. There are limitless podcasts out there, books, YouTube, um, taking online courses, whatever it is, do it daily and never stop learning, never stop growing because to expand to your fullest potential, you've got to become a master of yourself. You got to learn everything you possibly can about yourself, right? So number one, do daily mindset work and, you know, just make this part of your daily routine every single day. It could be while you're washing the dishes and listening to a podcast. It could be while you're on a run. It could be, I mean, there are so many ways to integrate this. So don't make excuses that you don't have time to do it. That is a scarcity mindset. So make sure that you are creating time in your schedule for daily mindset work, because you will always make time for what's important. And you are the most important thing in the center of your reality. You're creating your reality. So you've got to optimize yourself, up-level yourself, up-level your vibe every day so that you can manifest easily and feel really good about your life. And it requires you in the center because always remember, I say your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. If you don't like what you're getting on the outside, change what's within. That's mindset work. That's alignment. That's confidence. That's you being a poised, prosperous badass, right? <laughs> okay. So that's number one, do daily mindset work. And the reason I've learned this over the years is because as I changed my mindset, everything in my outer world changed. My relationships changed. My money reality changed. My business kept growing. The opportunities got easier and bigger and more fun and more aligned with my zone of genius. I learned my zone of genius, right? So all of the things that I used to feel totally stuck in victim mindset, on the floor crying, in survival mode, crying myself to sleep every single night. I can't say every single night, but I would say a lot of nights. And some of the nights that I wasn't crying myself to sleep, it was because I was distracting myself through things that were I was doing to try to make myself feel better in the moment, like over drinking or sex or relationships that weren't healthy. Like I, I did a lot of avoidance strategies to try to soothe my miserable feelings instead of just facing them and leaning in and doing mindset work. When I started to do that, I transformed. I started to want to do different things. I started to attract different people. And now I have a marriage I love and I have my family thriving and I love my business and things have just gotten better and better and better. And it all started with daily mindset work. It actually started with podcasts and listening to podcasts because they were free and I could listen on the go. So just remember the importance of this. This is critical along every stage of your life, along every stage of your business. Do daily mindset work. Okay. Number two is that, excuse me, consistency wins. Consistency wins. I was on the coolest call yesterday with someone who I had a networking contact who just said, hey, you've got to meet this person. And I had no idea where it was going to go. And I knew this person had like a, a really high level mastermind. I knew I didn't probably need it. Uh, as we started talking, it was like, oh, I've already got all these skills. I don't, 
I don't need to be involved in this mastermind. And it was really fun what happened on the on the conversation. He said, you know, I want you to come be a guest in our in this, you know, the mastermind setting they have. I'm like, yes. And part of that happened because I talked to him about the consistency of building my business and how I've been out there. I have I've never let all of you down. In the years of this podcast, I have released two episodes every single week, except for weeks very intentionally where it's holidays and or where I said I'm taking a break from the podcast. I actually thought I was going to stop podcasting altogether and switch to YouTube. And then I missed my podcast and I came back. And that was the revamping and the rebranding of the Woman Entrepreneur podcast. It used to be Max Potential Money. And even before that, it was Max Potential Habits. But what you see is that in that consistency, I've never dropped my business. I've never stopped forward movement and momentum. I've never just let go and given up. Even when there are crickets and I don't hear anyone responding, I am still consistent. And it's important because people see that you're reliable, that you're determined, that you're focused, and more importantly, the universe sees that you're reliable and consistent and determined. It means that you have clarity and certainty and belief that it's possible for you to succeed. And when that happens, you manifest because the universe knows to bring you opportunities because you're not sending mixed messages. You don't want your community to be getting mixed messages about you like, hey, is she there? Is she not? Sometimes she's there. She takes months off and then I don't know when to expect her. Why in the world would you expect your following to be loyal to you if you're not loyal to them? Why would you expect them to be reliable clients and customers in your business if you're not reliably there for them? That doesn't make sense, right? So you want to consistently show up and consistency wins every single time. I'm telling you, me showing up to the game, even though I have a very small following in the grand scheme of influencers, I have a small following. I have a very small list. I have a very high quality, uh, focused, loyal uh, you know, five star avatar type of list, like all the people that I attract my way, like what I create, because I know what you're thinking and feeling, because I'm teaching from my place of what I've learned. I'm coaching from my experience that has transformed myself and the people I've gotten to work with. And then it resonates with you because I consistently show up when I learn something new, I teach it, I practice it on myself, and then I just share it. And so consistency wins. You've got to be consistent in your business, even when it doesn't seem like anyone's there to listen. And and I I know how that feels. Like when you're putting stuff out there, you're putting your heart, your soul, your time, your money, your energy into posting and you barely get any engagement. You might be thinking like, oh, my God, what is the point? Why am I even doing this? And I want you to hang in there message me, DM me, get some encouragement. Like this is important because I promise you that people are noticing. Whether, whether you think they are, they aren't, they're noticing. And, and the most important reason here is the universe notices. Because when you're consistent, again, you're sending that signal that you're 100% committed to what you say you're committed to. And for me, that was building a business. If from the beginning stages, it was getting to six figures and impacting people. Then it changed. in the second year of my business, it was like, I'm ready to impact 5 million people. That's my lifetime business goals go. I'm ready to inspire, transform and empower 5 million plus people to love what they do, building their business and make money doing what they love, enjoy the process, heal their relationship to money and feel really good about making money. And, and I'm consistent in that endeavor. Sure, I've taken some ter- twists and turns along the way and stopped certain programs and started certain programs, but I've consistently shown up every single week. And so consistency wins. Okay. 
number three. These are, again, if you're just plugging in the middle of this, which I don't know why you would be, but just in case, 13 things I've learned in the last four years of running a profitable business. Number three is keep it simple. <sighs> this one is so wild to look back at my history and see how much I've complicated things sometimes. Like, wow. Um, I think something that was challenging was coming from academia and then stepping into coaching world. Like academia, things get critiqued. Everything you put out gets highly critiqued. Like the whole purpose of being in a PhD program is to critique you into, I was going to say critique you into submission. to critique you into being an academic, let's say. And so you're in this highly critical environment where everything you're putting out is just getting ripped apart. Not a lot of encouragement. You know, you get the grade, but you're you're at that level when you get into grad school at a PhD level in a really competitive program, you're, you're going to get good grades. It's, it's about that they're refining you and criticizing and critiquing you into you know, what they see as being a powerful scholar. And for me, that was in sociology. And um, so then when I stepped from that world into coaching world, it was very challenging for me to let go of that hyper perfection, like perfection felt expected in that environment. Whereas in coaching world, I always tell people screw perfection, just get started, screw perfection, get it out there, screw perfection, it's okay to make mistakes, like let go of that mentality that everything has to be perfect, because it will slow you down and make you feel like shit. And part of that perfection thing is, is not simple. When you're, you know, quote, unquote, trying to perfect things, you're making it really hard on yourself, what it means you're tweaking things too much, you're taking too much time on things, you're worried about it really, it's imposter syndrome, you're worried that other people are going to judge you negatively. And you're thinking it's not good enough, because you're comparing yourself to other people, probably who are a lot longer in business than you or, you know, have a bigger following or more experience. And the reason that you don't want to keep it simple is because you think that somehow if you make it big and huge and awesome, more people will come to it more people will notice it. It'll, it, And I don't want you to get stuck in doing that. You know, examples of this for me was when I was building my first website. <laughs> I just kept tweaking it and tweaking it and tweaking it. Like it was ridiculous. It was on WordPress, the first one I did because I w- was on food stamps and I needed something for free. And I was like, I spent a month I mean, I spent at least a month like tweaking things on there, fonts and colors. And and in reality, when I got my first clients, no one even went to my website. And so I learned to keep it simple. Another example of this is in creating programs. When I started my first program, naming it, you want to have a simple name. My highest producing program to date, which will change because I don't run that program anymore, but to date was called the NFA Business Accelerator. Look how simple that is. NFA Business Accelerator. You know exactly what you're getting. You want to accelerate your business, right? And I, I, the more I simplified, the more money I made. The more I simplified, the more people I attracted. And so I used to have all these like, you know, names that were just like big and bold and I thought super sexy, but really no one knew, knew what they meant and it made it complicated. For example, another example, when I rebranded for this podcast, the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast, very simple and clear about who I'm talking to. It makes the SEO simple. It makes the traction simple. It makes it easy for you to know, am I in the right place? Now all you've got to do is plug in and listen and go, do I resonate with the way Dr. Amanda says things and teaches things and shares things and, you know, does biz breakdown sessions. If you don't, you'll, you'll go away and watch something else or listen to something else. If it aligns, awesome. I, I targeted you through the name of the podcast and then you get to see if you resonate with the way that I do it. 
And so it's simple. Another example, keep it simple. In my program, instead of building an extravagant landing page with you know all the sales copy that you don't know how to do when you're starting a business because you're learning, instead of doing that, I created a one sheet on an Excel dot. It was a, an Excel spreadsheet with my program outlined on one page, and that's how I did consults. I talked to people on Zoom. We'd have a consult. I'd send them the one sheet. I would I would even share the screen and show them the one sheet while we were talking, and then afterwards I'd send it to them and recap what we talked about. And that sold like hotcakes. They never went to a website. They never went to a landing page. And I'm telling you, that's an easy way to start because especially when you're beginning, you don't know what you don't know yet and you need experience. And so keep it simple. I want you to always remember, narrow your focus to expand your freedom. So don't do too many programs. Keep it simple. Focus on one, especially until you break through to six figures. And then uh, number four, which these all really tie together. Number four, you can get to six figures organically. Okay. And what I mean by organically is you don't need to pay for ads. And I don't recommend that you do when you're starting out because you will waste your money. You don't know copy well enough. You don't know your people well enough. You don't know fit. You don't know ads well enough. Unless you're an ads person, then go for it. <laughs> if you're not an ads person, you better either spend a lot of money hiring the right ads person. But really, in reality, that doesn't even matter because if you spend a whole bunch of money hiring a good ads person, but you don't have your brand identity formed yet, you're going to be wasting money. And so I want you to remember it is possible for you to get to six figures organically. I did it. To this day, I still have spent less than $100 on ads the entire time I've been in business. And it was just little experiments playing. And then I realized, like, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is a waste of money. And so you can get there organically. I would release episodes in my podcast and I would make posts on a platform called Wave. It's a really cool app or software. It's it's Wave and it, it uh, yeah, check it out. I think it's W-A-V-B. I don't do it anymore because now I do video and audio. But um, at, at the time I was doing that, you could create a, a quote card from your episode and post it and drive people to your podcast if you have one. Just just remember, it's about posting. It's about connecting. It's about organic outreach. So for me, when I was getting to six figures organically, it was through networking. I went to live networking events. If you prefer to go to online networking events, look for online networking events. There are a ton of them. Um, you can post, you can do direct outreach, you can join Facebook groups and talk to the people in the groups. You can't, I mean, there are a limitless number of ways to just, I, I want to say bootstrap your organic reach, you know, like be consistent with posting. Like I said, be consistent in, in being there every day and show up and talk to people about what you have. Don't think that you have to come in and do a whole big campaign when you don't even know what you're doing yet and you don't really have brand identity, you don't have a ton of experience because you'll be wasting money. So just remember, you can get to six figures organically. Okay, number five. This one, <laughs> you might have a charge to this one because when I say this, people are like, really? You got to fall in love with sales and marketing fall in love with sales and marketing. And this is a funny one for me. I had no idea when I started my business that I was going to love sales and marketing so much. I love it. And I feel fortunate that it went turned out that way because as I started building my business, I was reading a lot of sales and marketing books because I knew like, I have no idea how to build a business. I got to learn everything I can. And so I started reading a lot of books and going to workshops and, and, you know, listening to podcasts. And I mean, I just saturated my brain with all things marketing and sales. 
And I, what I learned from that was like, oh, you got to get real damn good at copy because you there's so much writing that goes on, at least in a coaching style business and, you know, expert platform style business. There's a lot of writing, newsletters, posts, um, descriptions on those things. Um, even when you're, you know, promoting yourself to be on someone's podcast, you've got to write like and, and sell yourself, right? You're always selling yourself. And I think of selling as caring and sharing. That's it. Selling is caring and sharing. And I want you to have the mindset that you are water in the desert for someone. When you care about someone and you see that they're in pain and you have a solution, all you're doing is sharing your solution. And then it's their choice whether they go like, yes or no. There's no desperation around it because you just know I have a solution for you. So when I would go to these networking events and, and, you know, quote unquote, sell myself, I would just have conversations with people, powerful conversations, help them have a breakthrough. And then, of course, they wanted to work with me because people don't really care about your background. They don't care about all the things you've done to get where you are. They mostly care that you can help them have a breakthrough. That's what they care about. Why would they be paying you otherwise? And so you, the selling part, drop the fear of selling. Get over yourself. Stop feeling desperate. Stop feeling needy. Stop thinking you can't promote yourself. Promote the hell out of yourself because you're you're freaking awesome and you have solutions for the world, right? And so that's the attitude you've got to have. And then in the marketing world, learn everything you can about marketing and sales. Like really these two things are what will make or break you, I think. And this is a mindset thing. So, you know, going back to number one, do daily mindset work. This ties into, you could be reading something every day about sales and marketing. When I go back to the first year in my business and I recall, you know, sitting on my couch every morning doing my morning routine, it was a lot of times sales and marketing books because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I got to figure this out. I'm willing, I'm committed, I'm dedicated, I'm inspired. Let's go. Go time, NFA style. <laughs> so fall in love with sales and marketing do whatever it takes. There's tons of cool stuff out there. Um, okay. And, and I'll say this, if you want to be a master of sales and marketing, join my NFA money mamas mastermind and mamas is spelled M A M A S. So go to NFA money We talk about this stuff all the time and, and unblock our sales fears and manifest clients through, through, through lo the law of attraction strategies. Okay. Number six, have a high ticket offer. And I say this to people, and here's why. I, I did some calculating for you so you could make sense of this in your brain, okay? If you wanna get to six figures the fastest, and let's say you don't have to do it in your first year of business. I just had, actually, there's gonna be a biz breakdown session coming on that I already recorded with someone who just broke six figures. And she shared her journey and the ups and downs and asked some scaling questions for her to get to the next level. And uh, one of the things we talked about is how it took her four years to get to the six figure mark after she left her corporate job. Four years, that's it, four years. Are you willing to spend four years building your dreams? Are you willing to spend four years creating a six-figure income? Fuck yeah. I know I was. And for me, I went, I did it in my first year. And I, I, you know, I had low, low cost of living because I was on food stamps and I had trained myself to be a very low cost of living. And I was like working myself hard that year. I don't know if any, and I couldn't, I don't think I could do it now. Like I'm older and, and. I don't wiser probably <laughs> and don't have the money block that you got to work hard to make money, all the things. So it's possible to do in a year. I know because I did it and you don't have to do it in a year. So whatever amount of time you want to get to whatever level, I recommend the fastest way is to have a high ticket offer. And when I say high ticket offer, it really just means like 2,500 plus. So something, a package, I recommend having a package or program that's around $2,500 that you get really clear on. I say in the beginning, when you're pre-six figure to narrow your focus. And like I said, keep it simple. 
don't offer too many things. In fact, I say uh, uh, recommend and market one thing. And then you want that to be at least $2,500. And I did the numbers. Let's say you have something for $2,500. You only need to find 40 clients and customers. Okay, 40 at $2,500 will get you to six figures. So uh, map this on your brain. If you have a $10,000 offer, you only need 10 people. Okay, so just think of these numbers. Now, if you have a $1,000 offer, you need 100 clients and customers. And if you have a $100 offer, you need 1,000 people. Now, I want you to think about this. Uh, it's as hard to get one person paying $100 as it is to find one person to pay $10,000. And so, you know, think about the mathematics of that and your time and energy output. If you're someone who already has a massive network, then, you know, the lower ticket offers can work. If you're someone who has no network, like I did when I started, start with a high ticket offer. And, and wherever you are in the spectrum of that, think of it that way. And now I know this brings up a lot of money blocks for people because people get sometimes freaked out when they're new. They go, but Amanda, I don't have the experience to charge that rate. That is a money block. Because if you get results, people pay you for the results. Okay, I don't want you to think hours for dollars. I want you to think for results. You're, they're paying you for the results that you get them. And so you just need some help crafting that. Again, if you want to work with me in that way, go to nfamoneymamas.com, M-A-M-A-S, nfamoneymamas.com. That's what we play with in the mastermind, helping you create a business you love, making big bucks, scaling, and getting over your, your money mindset BS, like thinking, but I can never charge that much, right? You got to charge what you're worth. And a high ticket offer is a really powerful way to do that. And again, remember what I said, I kept it simple. I didn't have like a massive landing page or sales strategy or even a sales funnel because I didn't have the audience for any of that. It would have been silly to build all of that without an audience. Yes, as you get bigger, you're going to want those things. But before your six figures, and you don't need all that stuff. You're actually wasting your money and your time. And I see people teaching new people a lot to do these things. And I think it's a mistake because you're wasting your time, your money, and your energy. It's way easier to just directly find people, higher ticket offer, get amazing results, get referrals and grow from there. And then, and as you're doing that, start building your brand, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Okay. Uh, number seven, lead gen is your number one focus. Lead gen for the rest of your business from today forward, lead gen is your number one focus. If you have no leads coming in, you have no business, right? You've got to have a lead gen strategy that is scalable, that is strategic, that's measurable, meaning you've got to go, what, what's bringing in my leads? You can't just randomly be like, I'm not really sure. Magic, you know, and sure, manifestation works. I teach client attraction and it's, it's still strategic client attraction, right? It's not just about like, throwing a whole bunch of stuff out there and hoping something happens. You got to be strategic. And what will happen when you're strategic and clear is that you will get opportunities that you can't foresee because that's the way manifestation works. Yet you being strategic in an action opens the doors for those opportunities. It's not about wishing, hoping, being confused and taking scattered action because scattered action always leads to scattered results. So you want focused strategic action and let the universe bring you more and more bigger, easier opportunities Across, along the way, along the journey. And so lead gen is your number one focus. 
know your lead gen strategy, test them out, especially if you're new, you're going to try a couple and you're going to start playing with them and you're going to keep tweaking until you get them the ones that work best for you. I always recommend that these are in your zone of genius. You don't want to pick a lead gen strategy that you hate, (laughs) which I see people do all the time, because then you're causing resistance and you're causing fear and all of those things send out an energy that is going to repel money away from you. So in your lead gen strategy, choose something you enjoy doing, right? Networking events for me, I'm, I'm shy, which most people don't know, and I'm introverted. Um, And, and so for me, networking was, was challenging and I was excited to talk to people. I was like, I'm going to go talk to people. And then what happened over time is the more I went to them, I started to get a little bit drained because it was so outward and I was going to so many. And then I had enough business where I didn't have to go to them anymore. And now if I go to a networking event now, it is because I'm going to get lots of results from it. And because I, I, I know it's aligned. I wouldn't just go randomly for any reason out of desperation or fear. And so, you know, when you're starting play to your strengths, maybe your lead gen, your best lead gen strategy is at your church. Maybe it's at it. Maybe it's going to a live networking event. Maybe it's online Facebook groups. Maybe you're already involved in a whole bunch of uh, online Facebook online Facebook groups. <laughs> I didn't need to say online <laughs> Facebook groups <laughs> um, and just play to your strengths. Know what works for you and go from there. Okay. Number eight, don't spend money to soothe your imposter syndrome. (laughs) Don't spend money to soothe your imposter syndrome. What I mean by this is don't pay for things that you think you need to learn that you already know because you're afraid that you don't know. A lot of people use paying for experts, paying for courses, paying for books, paying for learning as a procrastination strategy to soothe their imposter syndrome fears. I've made this mistake. I actually, this one's going to blow your mind. 50K. I made a 50K and I don't like the word mistakes. I learned a 50K lesson about hiring experts who I didn't need. And this was, you know, for me, it was this one specific expert that awesome work in the world, does great things, yet I know all the things that she's teaching. And I just, I thought, she's the magic pill. She'll get me to seven figures. <laughs> and so I signed a two-year contract, $50,000, and I don't need it. It, it. it was me soothing my imposter syndrome. And so it was, a, it was a very expensive lesson. And it's a great lesson because I won't do it in the future. And it's helped me be very strategic with my money since. I'm very, very careful about what I spend money on now instead of going like, oh, this thing is the answer. And, and this is funny to say coming from a coaching perspective. And, you know, maybe you're going to work with me someday. It's not about don't hire coaches. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be very intentional and conscious about why you're hiring someone. Don't do it out of fear and thinking someone has all the answers, If especially if you already have these skill sets. So, so take your time to make decisions that are sound about who you spend and invest your money on to help you scale your business. Now, all of my decisions are like directly related. Like, is this person going to directly scale, help me scale in this place where I need this skill set and, and that I don't have yet? right? So just be really careful. And then don't let yourself get stuck in procrastinate learning, like learning, 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 thinking you need to have more credentials and more expertise to make sure that people take you seriously. I see this happen a lot, that people spend money to soothe their imposter syndrome fears. They waste time on imposter syndrome. So don't let that happen to you. Number nine, build a brand, build a brand. NFA money, no fucking around money is my company. It's my brand. It incorporates the Women Entrepreneur Podcast, which we could also say the Women Entrepreneur Podcast is part of that brand. And the reason that I get big opportunities now is because of my brand. And be patient and and 
be patient and, and take your time and let it evolve. When I started my company, it was ABI Coaching, which stood for Amanda Barrientes Institute. And this logo I had, everyone would call me Abby. They'd be like, Abby. I'm like, oh, shit, my name's not Abby. That's not what that means. Of course, no one knew what Amanda Barrientes Institute meant. So then I transitioned it to NFA Coaching because of the way that I structured my program and, and someone had found me with, with my term NFA that I used in my packages, NFA business transformation, um, NFA transformations. I had a package before even that, that was my very first that I did a couple of, and then I changed it to NFA business accelerator program. Um, and so it started to catch and I thought this is cool. But then I realized people don't know what NFA means. So they hear coaching, but the, is that football? Is that who knows? So I'm like, I got to change it to NFA money. And that's how this brand evolved. Okay. NFA money. NFA is in the process of being a registered trademark. It's my brand. It's my life. I'm actually getting a tattoo with NFA on my arm next to my, uh, my flower of life tattoo. And it's like, it's, it's my, it's my essence. It's my being, it's my brand. People know me when I go to events, they're like NFA people, my clients, NFA, I've built a brand that's built to last and it's taking me time. So I want you to remember the power of building a brand brand identity over time will attract huge opportunities your way. Having a mixed scattered brand identity will keep you confused and stuck and in that place of never making the money you want to make because you're over delivering and undercharging because you don't have a brand identity. That's a huge part of it. So build a brand. Number 10, delegate to scale. So once you build your brand and you've got your high ticket offer and you're being consistent and doing all these things I've talked to you about, you want to delegate to scale. And, and you might delegate before these things happen. I actually had a delegation. Um, I, I delegated to a team, boy, probably the first four months of my, meh, within the first six months of my business. And it was awesome. And I just keep adding people and I keep adding up leveling who I delegate to. So delegate to scale. Delegation will make you money. It will make you money. Okay. Delegation doesn't cost you money. When you delegate to the right people, it means they're doing things that you don't enjoy doing. So you can be more in your zone of genius. And now you accelerate your income. Okay. So delegate to scale. Number 11, have a low ticket offer. <laughs> now this is counter to the have a high ticket offer. And, and remember, I think most people teach have a low ticket offer in the beginning to get people in. I say have a free opt-in that's sexy and awesome to build your leads, build your list, expand your reach. Once you have a high ticket offer that's generating money, then it creates space and time to create a low ticket offer like a book, like my I am a money magnet book. It's 20 bucks, right? Now I have a $20 thing, but I have a larger audience to sell it to and I have a bigger network to help expand its reach. And so at this level, once you break through, it doesn't have to be that you break through to six figures to create a low ticket offer, but you know, somewhere after you have money coming in with your high ticket offer, then create a low ticket offer. A low ticket offer could be a book, an online course, something that's, you know, I'd say 50 bucks or less would be a low ticket offer. And this will really help you have uh, something to get people in the door to start to learn about you and understand who you are. Number 12. 
Block time on your calendar for creativity and play. This is so important for me. I block off Thursdays and Fridays where I generally don't do meetings unless it's a speaking gig or something, you know, podcast interview every once in a while. But I don't, I don't generally, I don't coach. I don't have meetings because I like time on my calendar for de devoted creativity and playtime and business development and expansion. This is really important. It helps so much. When I started doing this in, I'd say in year three, I started doing this. Yeah, it was in year three. Oh, such a game changer. So just make sure. And if you can't start with a whole day or two days, block off two hours. That's okay. Block off one hour a week. Just make sure you're blocking time for expansive thinking, creativity, because you want to be creating freedom and flow in your business. Then number 13. Okay. So number 13, this one's so important. Celebrate your wins. Remember at the beginning of this episode, I held up my mug. It says, you are doing a fucking great job. Are you acknowledging that you're doing a great job? What is the point of building a business if you're just cracking the whip on yourself and never enjoying the journey? Remember, you can't get what you want doing what you don't want to do. And it's impossible to have a happy ending to a miserable journey. Esther and Jerry Hicks say that, Abraham Hicks. It's impossible to have a happy ending to a miserable journey. So if you're not celebrating your wins along the way and all you're doing is meeting a goal and then going to the next and never relaxing and feeling stressed all the time, you're creating a miserable journey. And you're not going to have a happy ending and you're going to feel like shit and there's no point in building a business. Okay. This I'm teaching you to build a business that you love to wake up every day and feel like you're on vacation to not even need vacation because you love what you're doing so much. My honey and I just went to Bogosa Springs for a planning trip and we like worked most of the time because we were having so much fun. It didn't feel like work. It was play. We were hanging out and brainstorming and expanding our minds and it was awesome. That's the business you want to build. And it only comes through celebrating your wins because you're enjoying the journey along the way. <sighs> okay, I'm going to recap all of the 13 things I learned in the last four years of running a profitable business to help you out. So number one, do daily mindset work. Number two, consistency wins. Number three, keep it simple. Number four, you can get to six figures organically. Number five, fall in love with sales and marketing. Number six, have a high ticket offer. Number seven, lead gen is your number one focus. Number eight, don't spend money to soothe your imposter syndrome. Number nine, build a brand. Number 10, delegate to scale. Number 11, have a low ticket offer. Number 13, Block, no, oh, number 12, actually. <laughs> Block time on your calendar for creativity and play. And number 13, celebrate your wins. Enjoy the business building journey. And I'm, I won't be around on New Year's Day for you, but this is close to New Year's Day. So I'm wishing you the happiest of New Year's celebration, whatever you decide to do. And I'll be with you in all of 2023 to help you work less, make more, have fun on the journey play from your zone of manifestation and make money doing exactly what you love. Until next time, I'm sending big hugs and MFA money making high fives. See you in 2023.